Coach Osborne, uh, first of all, just your thoughts on the hire today. Obviously, one of your former players, Trev Alberts. How excited were you for Trev to be named the next athletic director at the University of Nebraska? Well, I, I think it's a, a great move. Um, Trev uh, obviously uh, cares about Nebraska, cares about the state. And uh, so I think that you'll get a guy who will work very hard uh, at the job and, uh, and, and he knows the territory. Um, Nebraska is not like every other state. I mean, it's not like Texas. It's not like USC. We don't have a huge number of people, but we have, uh, have a very dedicated fan base. We have, uh, uh some history. It's, uh, uh, somewhat fading into the past, but we do have have uh, at least some rec name recognition here, and so you you always have to play to your strengths and uh, and uh, maximize those things that you do well, and then try to compensate and work around the things that that you don't have. And uh, we were able to do that to some degree for a long time by trying to be innovative. We uh, Certainly maximize the strength training program, life skills, uh, nutrition, some things that other people weren't necessarily doing. And, uh, and of course, most schools are now doing those things. But still, we, we do have uh, that fan base that is pretty unique. It's not, not uh, exclusive. I mean, you, you've got a lot of rabid fan bases, but I'd say Nebraska only ranks in the top five or six, and that's helpful. And uh, and we don't have uh, another school. We don't have a Nebraska State, which is competition for the, the players that we do have. So we, we have that going, and we have a pretty good walk-on tradition that uh, some coaches tried to ignore or downplay, and some didn't. And uh, But obviously something in a sparsely populated state, you better take advantage of. So um, I think Trev knows those things, and uh, and he's, uh, he's, he's got uh, excellent character. He's not going to ever embarrass you. He's not going to lie to you. And uh, he will really be supportive of coaches, not just football and men's basketball or women's basketball. He'll be supportive of all, all sports. And uh, so I, I think it's uh, – about as good a hire as they could possibly make. Coach, so much is being made about the, the, the future that we're going into in collegiate athletics and all of the changes within the NCAA and the name, image, and likeness and, and those kinds of things. But going back to the culture that you helped uh, facilitate back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, what principles were at play back then that enabled Nebraska to be so successful on the field as well as internally, what principles can Trev utilize from then to his job now? Well, I, he hit on some of those things today. Uh, yeah, he used the, the term unity, and we, uh, we, we generally had everybody going in the same direction, uh, some years more than others, but for the most part, we didn't have a lot of division within the football team, within the athletic department, within the state. And uh, I think Trev understands that. And that's 
probably one of the first things that will be important. He, he talked about trust. Um, and that comes somewhat with time, but if you uh, if you tell the truth and if you keep promises, then generally people will trust you. And uh, and I'm sure that's something that uh, that Trev will do. And uh, so I think he'll he'll certainly build a certain amount of trust. And with that comes culture. Um, we uh, we had a lot of players who were willing to sacrifice. You know, of course, it's a different day and different era now because of the of the name, image, and likeness uh, deal, and and there's so much emphasis now on uh, what are you going to do for me. And uh, but we had hardly anybody leave early for the NFL. People were loyal. A pretty good uh, case uh, in point would be Trev himself. Trev, in his senior year, was a clear-cut first-round pick. And he dislocated his elbow, which is a very, very painful injury against Oklahoma in our last game. And, of course, at that point, he could have just said, well, you know, there's no use playing another game and risking further injury or maybe not playing very well in the bowl game because of the injury and and diminishing my draft stock. And uh, we didn't do that. You know, he played. And I know he was in a lot of pain, but he played very well. And uh, Mickey Sacks, Charlie Ward a couple times and and uh, was probably as fine, probably the best pass rusher we ever had. Had a tremendous first step. And uh, so... Uh, He's going to lay it on the line for you, and uh, he's not going to make excuses. And and uh, if he if there's a problem, he'll own up to it. And uh, and I think people in Nebraska will appreciate that. You heard him say in his press conference today when he is asked about why he got into this career path and and being an athletic director and. He credited you and, and uh, some advice that you gave him about a life of service. And when you hear that, a former player, and then to see kind of the the way that he's uh, gone on his career path to be now a leader, the leader that he is, what does that mean to you? Well, it's very nice. I think one of the nice things about coaching is that uh, the, the wins and the losses and the, the games at some point end, but the relationships continue, and so there's very, very few weeks that I don't have some contact with one or two or three, sometimes four or five players, and and so uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, and Trez is one of those guys that I've stayed in touch with over the years, and I could uh, tell during his uh, time as a broadcaster, he was doing very well. I'm sure he was making a very good salary. And um, but I could also tell that it wasn't always the most fulfilling thing to him, and uh, and so I I just mentioned that I observed a lot of people, and sometimes their whole focus has been on accumulation, accumulation of wealth, accumulation of of attention, notoriety, uh, power sometimes. But uh, it seems like the more that you uh, grasp things to yourself, the more discontented quite often people are, and the more that you're able to serve and to give in some fashion, 
the more satisfying life is. And so I, I just mentioned that to him offhand, and and I thought in uh, in a position as AD uh, he could do that, and uh, and apparently he he felt the same way, and uh, so he um, he kind of switched gears, and and uh, he uh, he had some tough times at UNO because they were. Um, spending a lot of money they didn't have, and he realized that at some point uh, people were going to call him into account. So he had to make some tough decisions early on, and I think he worked through that, and then he got him to a Division One program, and I think they're doing very well up there. And I think in the last uh, several years, he's, he's just uh, – people have come to understand what he did and accept him, and so he was uh, – probably had a much easier life last few years than he did in the first three or four, but that's kind of the way athletics is. Uh, it's not always smooth sailing. Coach, it's one thing to be a, a team captain on the football field, and he jumped into the AD role right away. There wasn't uh, an assistant's job, an associate's job. He became the athletic director at UNO, and I'm guessing mm-hmm. he probably leaned on you quite a bit early on. How have you seen him grow as a leader? Because he talked about leadership so much today, but to grow and to maximize his potential in that job at UNO. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes when you're in the middle of, of uh, some things like he experienced at UNO to, to coach somebody through it. Either you've, you've got some instincts, you've got some basic principles that, that you have within you that uh, carry the day. And um, so I, I saw him handle things, what I thought very, was very, very effectively. And so uh, he, he certainly will will do a great job, I think, from that standpoint of leadership. And, you know, being an athletic director is a strange, a strange job because so often you are measured as an athletic director by how many games the the teams that you're responsible for uh, are won or lost. And, um, but like you said, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to call a play and you're probably not going to tell a coach you have to play this person and not play that person. And uh, you really can't do the job by micromanaging and so your your really your reputation as an AD often simply rests on how well the people you hire do, and um, and so I think uh, he will find that uh, the the coaches are going to be uh, really handled well and supported. And uh, so all you can do as an AD is you support them. You try to make sure they have them equipment, the material, the salaries, and the things that they need that way financially, and you you support them emotionally because sometimes uh, coaching is a very up-and-down uh, business and things don't always go smoothly. And so if you, if you know that the athletic director is supportive, that's really helpful. And I think that's one of the main things Bob Devaney did. He, Bob, Bob gave you a job. He let you do it. He didn't interfere. And uh, at least in my case, I found him to be, always be supportive. And, uh, and I'm sure uh, Trev will do those things, and that's it's going to be very important. 
Coach, last question for you. Um, he now has your job, but you're the one who's responsible for, for bringing him to Nebraska about 30 years ago now, or maybe even more. Uh, do you remember recruiting Trev and what it took to get him away from uh, Hayden Fry and Jim Waldron and all those guys over in Iowa? Well, I, I don't remember exactly doing anything uh, outlandish or special. I, I, I think probably Trev and his family just appreciated being a straightforward to them. And, uh, and we were, we were going along pretty good, but that was in the, around 89 or so when we recruited him. And it wasn't like we were coming off a bunch of national championship years. We've been consistent. We've had a lot of good teams. And uh, of course, Iowa was doing fairly well at that time. And he lived right there in uh, Cedar Falls. And um, so it was, uh, it was very close to Iowa City. And uh, I just kind of assumed early on that probably he'd end up in Iowa. And I think he thought that way, too. But things went well on his on his visit over here, and uh, he decided to come here, and uh, his family supported him too. And so uh, I'm glad he came because he really became a great player. John Melton was the assistant coach who recruited him. And, of course, I was over there, I don't know, two or three times to see him. And uh, But um, he was you just never know how recruiting is going to go. Sometimes uh, the obvious choices that seem like they're a cinch to come to Nebraska don't. And then sometimes guys that you thought maybe would go somewhere else uh, come your way. And uh, so uh, evidently we played the cards right. But, of course, he was a guy that was – I think he, was, he looked beyond uh, the wins and the losses and the tinfoil and the, and the uh, cheerleaders and that type of thing. <laughs> He was looking. He was looking at education. That was important to him. He was a very good student. I think he looked at values, and uh, he's a he's a high character guy. And I think a lot of the things that he saw here and his family saw here were attractive to him. But you probably have to ask him more than me as to exactly why he chose to come here. Do you ever think when you uh, got him? signed up to come be a Husker that we'd be here today talking about him taking over as the leader of the athletics department? No, not necessarily. You know, it's, <laughs> that's one thing about coaching your, your players when you, you first uh, meet them and, you, and they go through that freshman year. Um, sometimes you just shake your head and you wonder if this guy will even get through his sophomore year. And, <laughs> and then they, they go on to they go on to become uh, guys that are leading big businesses and doing great things. And but I, I never doubted Trav, you know, in terms of I never thought, well, he's he's going to be an academic risk because he was a great student. And I always knew that he certainly had great potential to to accomplish great things. I just didn't know which direction he would go. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. That was great stuff, as always. I appreciate you calling in and taking some time with us.